Hello and welcome to the Libero Podcast. I'm Dan Nouch and I'm joined by Wes Smith. Hello Dan. Jack Katenge. Hello Dan. And no Toby Downs this week, unfortunately. Or fortunately, whatever way. Definitely fortunately. We are today looking back at a prim- the Premier League season, one of the season that's been Chelsea dominant, Sunderland dominated, Hazard returned, Allardyce retur- uh, retired, Kane still a one season wonder, Liverpool returned to the Champions League, Arsenal for the first time in 20 years aren't, and David Moyes still has two years left on that United contract. <laughs> and before we start with our looking back at you know our player of the season, manager of the season, let's take a little look at some of the news that's kind of come out after um, the Premier League season concluded. Guys, Sam Allardyce seemingly retired uh, from management now, it said after talks with... Um, the Palace board that he was gone. Um, surprised? Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> On the fence. Um, <laughs> no, I think in a way I am because they finished the season really well and actually you've seen signs of improvement consistently over the last couple of months from Palace, although they, they've sort of wilted a little bit in the last couple of weeks. But once you know you're safe, I suppose that's to be expected. He Also, it's... It has come out of the blue slightly, although he did make some noises after the United game over whether he would be backed financially in the in the window, you know, how hard it was going to be for them, things like that. So I, I kind of, I didn't see it coming, um, but at the same time, in a way, I'm not surprised because he he is a guy who likes to be doing his own things in the transfer market. Um, and also, we did, we did talk about this a couple of months ago, actually, that he didn't seem to have the same fire... Uh, at Palace that he, he usually does so in, in a way I'm not surprised that he's retired but it did come out of the blue a little do bit do you feel like I, the way I looked at it it was like he kind of knew it was going to happen obviously the Englands didn't didn't go as well as he'd hoped and I think that in his mind when he got that job was going to be his last job obviously didn't work out the way he wanted wanted one last chance to you know put his stamp on things and go out his way rather mm. than being forced out do you kind of see that yeah, I do. Yeah, and I suppose he's been credited with obviously keeping Palace up. I think they, they were sinking stone with Pardew in charge. He's changed that um, and ultimately done a, a pretty good job there. So, yeah, he's, I think he's probably someone who also understood that his legacy, will, rightly or wrongly, his legacy will be about being a, a battler, you know, being able to battle through these kind of situations. Um, I'm sure, you know, he was talking about him being... Barcelona Real Madrid manager you know sort of seven years ago eight years ago wasn't he about sort of he could manage those sorts of clubs but the reality was that he never was going to Um, and maybe he's someone that has finally sort of come to terms with that and has nothing more to prove perhaps Um, another manager that's gone Jackson Member on the very first podcast we did you said you just wanted Sunderland to go down (laughs) and they did and Moyes is now um, handed in his notice He's, he's off uh, given his last uh, his redundancy not redundancy packet his uh, compensation packet um, back to the club didn't mm. want it um, what next for David Moyes? Um, I don't know I think he he's unlike Allardyce his reputation has just absolutely sunk yeah. the last few years um, he, you look at you, you look at it with say Rafa Benitez who could have 
you know, jump shipped as well and left Newcastle. But Moyes, Moyes doing that to Sunderland, I think it's, as a manager, it's quite cowardly. I mean, he came out at the start of the year saying we're in a relegation battle. Your, your fans probably know that, but they don't want to hear the manager saying that. They, they don't want to hear him saying, yeah, guys, look, we're going to struggle all year. So, like, you know, just to let you know, we might get relegated. It's like, well, you know, it doesn't fill me for optimism. optimism. But um, I, I don't know. I think it'll be quite hard for him to get a job in the Premier League for quite a while because he's, yeah, he's, you know, he's it's just gone downhill. And do you, he's. Do you feel like he needs to find another club in the Championship somewhere and just start afresh, get his <sighs> reputation back, a bit of stability? Yeah, because yeah. that's what he had at Everton, stability, mm. like, and they were a stable club with him. and He, he hasn't had that stability yeah. since he left. No, but yeah, no, 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 that that's right. And and I I do think that he obviously did a great job at Everton. I do think he was unfairly treated at United. Uh, he, you know, it, it didn't matter who, you never want to be the person after, to go after Fergie. That, that was clear beforehand. You never wanted to be Moyes because he was always onto a loser. You wanted to be the guy who took over after the guy who took over from Ferguson. Well, you didn't want to be Louis Van Gaal either after he was... Well, I, 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 I think, judging by you know what's gone on this season, I don't really think Van Gaal did that, that bad a job, really. But um, I think, you know, it, it, I think he was unfairly treated at United. He never... He didn't... It, it was Woodward's first season. Woodward's? It's Woodward, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. Um, it was his first season. He made a hash of several transfers. You know, the whole Fellaini debacle ended up paying an extra eight million for someone they could have got had they wanted. You know, it, it, it was ridiculous summer for them. And I think, and I think he paid the price for failings elsewhere. But the, this Sunderland squad is garbage. It really is garbage. But at the same time, he, I think, he has made it worse. So, it, I think it's a perfect situation for both the club and him because he didn't really ever want to seem to be there did he it was always the kind as you said Jax the, the kind of noises he was making they were always odd yeah I mean like imagine your your team aren't you've just been promoted everyone's like oh you, you they might struggle this year but you know Sean Dyche didn't come out and be like you look you know we've just been promoted you know it's going to be quite hard it's going to be a hard season we're going to struggle we're going to be in the relegation dogfight like mm. no you don't want to you don't want to hear that as a fan you want to hear you know positive like yeah it's going to be hard we're going to have ups you know might have lows but we're going to put up all into it he didn't, he didn't just didn't say that and it's I, just i suppose it's not it's not so bad that if you do turn because managers have used it before you know managers I, I i'm sure dice did it did at some point has said this is going to be a really tough season, but you believe that he, you know, he will drag you out of that. You believe in what he he is doing. Whereas Moyes, when he said we're in a relegation battle, it was like we're the in a relegation battle. Gone in. Exactly, mm. and and it was a different. Like I said, it was an odd. I think it was an odd choice for him to start with because I don't think, yeah, you know, I think we all tip Sunderland to go down quite easily actually at the start of the season, and that's been the case and. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what next for him, really. Um, well, another uh, team that haven't hung around is Bournemouth. It's, looks like they're signing Jermaine Defoe, and you look at their play this season; they have missed someone that can put the ball in the back of the net. I don't, I don't. Well, Josh King improved. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he there have been some improvements, but yeah. you know, you know what you're going to get with Jermaine Defoe, yeah. and he's he's still proved that at this age he can still find the back of the net. And he loves the South Coast. 
You know, he obviously was at Bournemouth as a youngster. I think it's a great signing. I really do. I, I think it's defensively. I mean, they've scored more goals than Man United this year, Bournemouth. So, from that respect, actually, I, I don't know. Goals haven't been the problem. It's been trying to keep them out, which has been the issue. But, um, but I mean, any... for, for free signing, though, like, oh, it's, that, it's that's terrific a bargain. Signing. Absolutely that brilliant is a bargain. signing. Reported 130 grand. Yeah, but if you're going to. Yeah, and, and Bournemouth are one of those clubs that actually doesn't have a huge amount of cash. Well, well, actually, that's a lie because the TV deals are about to go through the roof in the next two years anyway. So they do have a huge amount of cash. So it's, it's the thing I've never got about Spurs not wanting to smash that wage structure in that they've got the, I don't know, different, <laughs> I mean, getting, getting off topic here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's a great signing. Regardless of the money, I think it's I think it's a great signing for them. But it does sound a bit odd, 130k for, for a 35, 35. Yeah, three-year contract. Yeah, but he, as he showed, I mean, he's a 34-year-old leading the line for Sunderland quite a lot, and he did it in a yeah. he did it in a really good way. Constantly put himself about. You know what you're going to get with him. Um, and no, I know. I I think that's a really good signing. I really do. And do you want to talk about Pablo Zabaleta possibly off to West Ham? Yeah, I think that's that's the rumor that he's off there. I think it's a little bit of an odd signing, just because. I love Zabaleta. He's my favourite player that's ever played for City. But his legs have really gone in the last year. They really have done. And I, and I still think he's a great leader. Everything that's come out about him since he's um, d- you know, decided to leave City has been positive. Nobody has a bad word to say about him in terms of you know, his commitment on the pitch and his, his commitment off of it. I mean, his, his connection with the fans... Um, it's quite incredible, actually, bearing in mind how how modern football has gone. Really, that that players are further away from than ever from from the fans, and that's not been the case with him. Um, he's very much involved with with fan life at City. So from that point of view, he brings experience. Um, you know, you kind of you know where you're going to get. It's a good dressing room presence, but I don't. He he's looked fragile this year in the Premier League, um, and from that point of view, I think it's an odd signing. Yeah, and that's uh, we'll move on to the awards now. But before we do that, I think you know we were speaking just before we started the podcast. It's great that him and Yaya Torre as well, the money they put towards uh, the uh, victims of the Manchester attack. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. the Etihad yeah. Stadium for opening up their doors for people lost and stuff. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of you know we saw the worst of people really, didn't we? Uh, you know because of the attack but Manchester the way that, that people have responded it's not just football I think the way that respond, everyone responded to that has been quite amazing actually um, but yeah just you know and if, I mean, football it is part of the community and so for them to do that I think is it's great but it's also I think their duty to, to do yep. that really Yes um, So oh, could, could I just make one other point just um, England under 17s Yes, um, making all the way to the in the final. In the final, I, th- I caught some of their um, caught some of their <laughs> caught some of their stuff and uh, some of their games, and they were excellent. They really were. Um, was Ryan there? Ryan Sessegnon. Uh No, I think he was capped out by oh, really? Jaden Sancho, one of our young lads. Really, who's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but they, they gave a really good account of themselves and um, were really unlucky to fall short to Spain. But I think it's it just pretty brings into focus again, doesn't it? How you know these players look really talented, but how many of them are actually going to play in the Premier League? And I think that's brought to light now, and I think there's something that needs to happen um, for that. But I'll let you carry on, Dan. That was just a little Thank side you. note. Thank I thought you. They were um, excellent. Team of the year, guys. 
obviously Chelsea finished the Premier League season as champions. Um, there was no other team that really deserved to have that uh, title. Would you say they're the team of the season, or have you guys got any dark horses? I mean, they've won the title. I think the Premier the table doesn't lie, does it? The no, it team. doesn't. No, you can get odd anomalies when it comes to cop cop, um, cop competitions, cup competitions, uh, but when it's a league season, thirty-eight games. The winner's the one that deserves yeah. to, to be there. So I think Chelsea have been superb. What I would say is that they had a very, very good base to go from. L- last year was a was a misnomer. It wasn't, you know, they they obviously deserved to finish eighth. I think it was the eighth or ninth they finished last year. Uh, yeah, ninth. They they obviously deserved to finish there, but at the same time, that squad was not a ninth place team. That was a team that should have been challenging for the title again and it was just a crazy season for them last year. Um but I've I've actually gone for Burnley. Really? Yeah. Mm. I just think first time in their history that they've reached the points that they have. Yes. I don't have the exact number but <laughs> it's probably forty one. See that's what you get from this podcast. Yeah. Research. Research. Yeah. Half hearted research. No, but uh they they reached a milestone that they haven't reached before. And Jack's are looking at yeah. me now. So. No, they have. And um, I just thought, you know, we, we mentioned Sean Dyche already. Um, Burnley looked like they were going to struggle. They've got one of the lowest, um, smallest budgets in the Premier League. I think it's them and Bournemouth uh, that are amongst those um, those with the smallest budgets. And it's great to see that they're on 40 points. Four, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just come to me. Yeah, but, you know, yeah that was brilliant, Dan. Um, I think that, you know, they... Looked like they were going to struggle. They really did. But his positivity, um, and they they've signed really well. They um, learned from their they learned from their mistakes. Yeah, they did. And and they're also we look at Sunderland and you think actually when are Sunderland going to be back in the Premier League? I've got no idea because they look like a really bad run, badly run club. Well, Burnley have been in the Premier League now three times in the last six years. I think it is. And it, the other two times they they have been relegated. But they are excellently set up and they've come back up each time. And it was really good, I thought, to see Burnley stick with Sean Dyche. Because obviously, after all, he was the manager that was in charge when they got relegated last time. But they stuck with him. Um, and I think they are... Um, yeah, I, th- I think they've they've been brilliant this year. It's, it's such an achievement to be able to stay up. We've seen from Middlesbrough and Hull that it is difficult. Obviously, Middlesbrough spent quite a bit of money, actually, in the summer. Um and we've seen how tough it is for championship teams to come up and stay up. And really, they've been quite comfortable. And their home form as well. Like, home form is unbelievable. You, know, you go to Burnley, back well, back a few years ago, you go to Burnley, and you think, yeah, it's going to be a walkover. But they've been pretty difficult you know, to break down. Resilient 4-4-2, and you know, each player works for yep. the player next to them. And, you know, the victory against Liverpool say they all, said they all, you know, what they had... The stats said so twenty twenty five percent possession yeah, or something wasn't really, it? Really, yeah. really yeah. low. But they still managed to dig it out and get the victory there. Mm. So, they, yeah, but they, I guess they they've done pretty well. pretty well. And and I fully expect them to be a, a team like West Brom, who spent a bit of time sort of yo-yoing between divisions, but is now established themselves as a Premier League club. And I expect Burnley to have a decent summer. I think that's just the expectation I have of them now is that they are a well-run club. And I think, yeah, so I think. You know, Chelsea overall, I think, probably deserve to be team of the year. But within that, I think Burnley have been great. How about you, Jax? Um, you got? Mine would probably go down to 
the, the nearly men again. It probably got down to Spurs because you know last year everyone, last year especially when they fell short at the final hurdle against you know, drawing with Chelsea, everyone thought okay you know Spurs are a young team with a young manager, they're quite energetic. Can they do it again? And this year, although they they fell short once again, they they pushed Chelsea quite close in the last few weeks. That is. Um, considering they started off quite slowly, but you know, I've, I think just the way Pochettino's got them set up and the uh, the energy they bring, like each player, they've had they have three players that have scored over twenty goals this season, you know, and that's quite impressive in terms of like Ali is an attacking mid, and then you have Son who's left wing. When the main man isn't there, they were chipping in, and I just think the whole balance of the team. Um, and I reckon it's it has to be pretty soon until they win a, a title or co- or trophy on, you know, before their big players will get a bit restless. But you know, I, I reckon even next season we will see them winning a, a, tro- a competition because their balance just right across the board. I think they're probably one of the best teams in the league because you know you can take out. Um, Danny Rose and Ben Davis will come in and, and do a job. You know, I've, I think some of the defenders take out Alderweireld and, and you know Kevin Vimmer might not be the great replacement, or as we've seen Janssen. But you still got Ali chipping in. You still got Son chipping in, and then you've got in midfield Dembele. You take him out, but Harry Winks has he's done a good job for someone who's quite young. They have players they're pushing through, so. For me, yeah, I I give them my team of the year. I think, you know, I've written it down here. Chelsea overall package, overall team, best team. But in terms of football, I think I just think Spurs have been the best footballing team this season because they're exciting to watch. They're young, they're hungry, they've got a fantastic manager, they've got fantastic young players. I just think, like Jack said, I th- next couple of seasons, they they could actually get over the finish line, and yeah, it'd be great to yeah. see a different team win it. Yeah, I think I think what we've seen this year with Chelsea. Um, is that it's very, very unusual. And in fact, I can't remember the last time it happened. But it's very unusual to have a team that is going to be up there amongst the favourites. Um, I mean, a lot of people tipped, you know, a huge amount of people actually tipped Chelsea for the title this year. This didn't come out of nowhere. This wasn't, you know, Leicester, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what is really interesting is that I don't remember the last time I saw a team who was heavily tipped by people to win the title not having European football um, I don't remember that and Spurs dealt with Europe, the pressure of European football brilliantly and I think it well, would have been not too I, brilliant no 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 yeah. I mean I mean, obviously they didn't do too well in the Champions League I mean in terms of bouncing back in the Premier yeah. League um, they dealt with that brilliantly in terms of their domestic form um, I think it would have been really interesting if Chelsea had had to play in Europe this year because I don't think that squad is as deep yeah. As people necessarily think it is at Chelsea, um, although I suppose you know you lose one of your midfielders, you bring in Fabregas, so it shows you've got some depth there. But overall, especially in the back line, there's not a huge amount of depth there. A couple more injuries, European football. I don't. I think Chelsea. Um, I think Spurs would have got over the line this year. I think again they hit. A, they just had. You know they they ran into a phenomenon in Leicester last year. And they hit a Chelsea team where everything went for them really this year as well. And I think, I think you're right, Jax. I think you will see them get over the line because they are, um, you know, they're so close now. They really are. 
So obviously we've spoken there about Pochettino and, and Conte. Do they come into your consideration for manager of the year or have you gone again for someone that maybe has gone un- under the radar? Um, yeah, I have. <laughs> the second part. Um, I've got two, actually, if that's all right. I've got two. Yeah, good, that's all right. I just uh, just wanted to mention Sean Dyche again. Yeah, that's... Already mentioned mind. Burnley. You know, I'll let you do that one, Dan. The other no, one, fine. The other one, I know you're going you're gonna to hate me for this, but... Um, I think Ronald Koeman's done an excellent job this year. <laughs> he's, he did start off a bit shaky. He did start but off shaky. He, he has done well. Um, and there were there's a couple of games. I mean, they came to the Etihad and just put up a defensive wall and somehow got away with a one-all draw. It was, I mean, it was awful to watch. It really, it really was awful to watch with a team that had really quite, um, you know, at that point. Yeah, Balassi and Lukaku leading a line for you with Ross Barkley just sitting, but just behind. And Morales on the left, I was amazed that they chose to just shut up shop and were time-wasting from the fifth minute against City. It was ridiculous to watch. But after that, they found their feet. The win against City, you know, 4-0 win against City were, was a brilliant performance by Everton. And he's shown faith in a couple of different youngsters. You know, we've seen Tom Davies coming through. Um, Lookman. Lookman. Holgate. Um, Holgate. Holgate, Holgate as well. Um, you know, they are showing signs and I think with a we're not sure what's going to happen with Lukaku this summer and yet. Ross Barkley and Ross Barkley although like he's on his way out I don't think that's as damaging to Everton as no but he'd still be a blow he's a local lad isn't he he is a local lad but I don't think he's what is he now 24 yeah 24-23 I don't think he's taken any steps forward in the last three years I think he's still the same player he was when we saw him come through at Everton and we're really excited about about him, about his potential. I think he's still the same player, you know, pretty much now. Um, but I, but I get what you're saying. I just, if they can keep them together, they've apparently got a huge amount of money behind them now. Um, it's going to be a really interesting summer for them. And I think, so I think Coleman's done a really good job. Jax? Um, my, I, I put down, I've got a few suggestions where I put down Conte as one of them. You know, I think the way that managerial decision to you know revert to what he knows with what yeah. he's got, um, especially what he's done for some of the players like um, Victor Moses, he's transformed him into a bit by bit player into now probably the best or well, up there with the best wing back in the league. Um, so yeah, but I've also put down Eddie Howe and Tony Pulis because. Yeah, I, I think about Pulis. I think I forget about Pulis. Yeah, yeah he, he's he's changed West Brom because Tony Pulis. We just think it's he's, you're going to turn up there. It's going to be long balls, you know. He's oh, gonna I don't get know. A throw it's, in, and it's just going to be. If you're going to if you're going to say they're not that, they still are. Yeah, that. they still are. All right, <laughs> but with but with some of the acquisitions, he's well, him and his staff and backroom team have made like NASA Chadley coming in. He's a bit more flair. You wouldn't associate Pulis thinking, all right, we that's the player I want. Mm. You know, when he's selecting a team, I I imagine Chadley or James McLean, McLean because he he works he tracks back and whatnot. But Chadley, he's quite flair, and it's just some some of the football they've played this season has it's been eye catching because it's not what you expect from his team. Yeah, they've still set up with like you know these going five at the back, but. They they've played good football where you're like okay like you know taking notice of them especially at one point they're on a run where they they hadn't lost in a while and they they beaten like Arsenal and stuff and done pretty well against the top clubs um, but yeah I, I think he's done quite well this season 
Um, and then Eddie Howe with you know Bournemouth, they play a lot of good football. I really yeah, like the he's stuck, they play. He's stuck to the football that's yeah. got him into the Premier League. And yeah, he, even when they were going through a really mm. bad run. Yeah, and and he's a he's another young energetic manager, and he's English as well, which sometimes you don't hear because the Premier League is packed full of the best foreign managers we can get. And then when we have a young English manager coming through, it's it's quite nice and exciting to be like, oh well, you know, future England manager, give it a few, you know, ten years or so. But the, the way he's going, especially considering what Bournemouth where they've come from and the resources resources they have compared to Spurs or Arsenal. He's done pretty well. So I, I reckon, yeah, Howe and Pulis would probably be my joint manager of the Another year. Another young English manager, Paul Clement. I know you're not totally convinced by him, Wes, but he's done very well. Uh, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Not my answer wasn't convincing either. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not totally convinced by him. It'd be interesting him. to see what he does next season because Swansea made... They obviously sat Gwydalyn. They brought in Bob Bradley, which mm. seemed like a mistake. Yeah. Um, I'll put it like this. If they lose Sigurdsson, they'll be going down next year. I think it's as simple as that. I don't... Th- I-, I think Clement has done well in terms of the fact that of where Swansea looked like they'd end up and where they are now. So if you, if you think, well, I think they were going to be relegated. Well, they haven't been. So therefore, you know, you could argue he's done a good job. I just think they've... There's still an over-reliance um, on Sigurdsson. I think he's been brilliant this year, again. Um, and I don't think they're a very good team without him. Um, I think that's... you know, Jax, just going back to your point about West Brom. Um, I heard, I read somewhere that they concede um, goals from corners on something like 1.2% of the time. So only on you know 1% of... They'll concede from a corner 1 in 100 which is quite incredible, really. Um, I think it was Hull that um, are up near eight goals per 100 corners. So you show the difference mm. there. I know, I know that doesn't seem like a huge amount, but bearing in mind the amount of corners that are taken in a game, that is quite significant. Um, and in the other end, they've, I think they've scored the most from set pieces, especially corners. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I think most of them were against mm-hmm. Arsenal, weren't they? But, like, <laughs> yeah... But yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think, and also because the thing about Pulis was that they kind of, it must be really difficult to reset your sights. They they set their sight every year on forty points, and they hit that in like the end of February, didn't mm. they? They got there quite quickly, um, and they were hot on the heels of Everton, I think, at the time, um, or they weren't certainly weren't that far behind them. They obviously have finished with a fairly poor run. They haven't picked up that many more points, um, but it must be really difficult to try and like. You know, set your sights higher when you know you're really going to finish no higher than eighth anyway. So, but yeah, I think you're right, Jax. He, he has been good. How about um, players of the season? Anyone sh- apart from the obvious? Harry player? Kane. Yeah, that, I say apart from the obvious, but that's we're in lockstep, are we? Or yeah, I've yeah. gone for Harry Kane. If you look at it right, there's been seven hat tricks in the Premier League this season. He scored mm. four of them, two mm. of them back to back. It's just, I've he was obviously given this label of. You know, one season wonder when he had his first breakout season, but he's just every season since he's just defied the critics, and he's I I don't want to say carry because he hasn't because um, Kane Ali Son twenty goals yeah, between them yeah. plus Ericsson, but if you take his goals out, they they wouldn't be as high as they were, and that's not no dis- disservice to 
Spurs, but he has been sensational again this mm. season. Um, and I and I he can now do you not think beat Shearer? Um, yeah. Um, Wayne Rooney for top England goal scorer. If he can keep doing it on the international he, stage, he, he, but he hasn't done yet. That that's the only criticism I have of Kane. I think he's a brilliant striker. I really do. I think he's absolutely superb. The only criticism I have him, have of him is that he doesn't look as good in an England shirt. In fairness, though, nobody does. So that's not you know that, that's not a surprise. Um, but he yeah, he's absolutely sensational this year again. And and actually, I saw a. Um, Maybe this goes back to the job that Pochettino has done, actually, of, of Spurs players. But I saw somewhere that actually, without even if you'd averaged out his goals and whatever during the time that he's missed, I mean, he's missed something like missed three 11, months of the season. Yeah, eleven weeks this season. Um, if you Mad. if you taken if you averaged his goals out throughout that that time as well, so say he hadn't missed any time, they still would have actually finished second, which goes to the fact that it's the job that Pochettino has done that they can lose him. This is not a brilliant advert for him being player of the season, um, but they can lose him and and still cope. But he he remind I think the Shearer comparison is is fair. I've heard a lot of people compare him to Benzema. Um, I think now, like when I grew up watching England, when I first started watching England, you had you had to you had a choice of Sheringham, Shearer, Robbie Fowler, Les Ferdinand, Ian Wright. You know, I mean Ian Wright. Robbie Fowler, did I say Fowler? You said Fowler. Said Fowler. Um, Ian Wright barely played for England, and Ian Wright was a really good striker. But what my point is that we had five or six strikers who were up there, you know, were, were, were incredible strikers. And we haven't had that for a little while. You know, Owen kind of did it for a little while, was a different type of player, but did it for a while. But we've struggled with strikers, and he is the sort of leading line of, of the next lot of England players, hopefully. And he says all the right things as well. Whenever I hear him talk, it's always it's positive. Um, he seems to really be enjoying his football and the responsibility that he has. Yeah, and again, he's just been brilliant. Yeah, He's not a flashy footballer, though. Like You know, he likes... Now that he's got a child, he just likes going home, spending time with his family. You know, he's he's not the footballers where he's he's out there in the press doing this, doing that. Yeah. You, you just hear, like you say, you just hear Harry Kane. You know, he scored another hat trick. He's done this. Harry Kane's gone home, spent time with his family, he's done some charity work. You know, he, he's not in there for the wrong reasons. Yeah, which is quite nice. And that goal, I mean, he's now. I think the criticism when he first came in. Sorry, yeah, yeah, hurry this up, Dan. Sorry, sorry. The, the criticism when I he did. first came in was the fact that he didn't score a huge amount of a huge variety of goals. But now he is. He's scoring them for yeah. all kinds of angles, right long left. shots. Yeah, and I mean that header that he put. I can't remember who it was against. Now a couple of weeks ago, when the ball came in from the right hand side, and he was facing with his back to goal. Was it against Arsenal? Um, and he back headed it. Into, I, I do remember it. It uh, was just it was, it, top, it was the FA Cup. Was the FA Cup? Yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah, he, yeah, yes, Chelsea. it was against Chelsea. Chelsea. It was a, just a brilliant piece of improvisation, and he's added that to his game now as well. And yeah, I mean, it's brilliant for England. Jacks, um, I've actually gone for two of his teammates, Ali and Ericsson. Um, I, I think mm. I think Ali is just he's built like from last year. He had what nine goals and twelve assists, or eleven assists. But this year, he's just skyrocketed. I I think he is. The next closest thing to be to, to Frank Lampard in the way he plays, especially Lampard in his prime, he's just he's always there at the right time at the right place, you know. And for someone who's quite young as well, I've a lot of um, columns about him and just say how he plays with 
such maturity for someone who's only what just twenty one, uh, and it's quite true. And he still has that temperament, which we've said like some of the best players do, and he's playing on the edge of it. But in terms of like you know his goal scoring, he's just he's all round player. Mm. He's a player I really like, and then Ericsson, he's just yeah you can't you can't get enough of him. He's one player. Just the way he glides around the pitches and that ball he did for um, Ali's equaliser against Chelsea. Oh, yeah. That, that his delivery just, is incredible. He, yeah. He's a great player. Like, and he's just one where you think he's kind of gone under the radar in terms of people always like, oh, well, Ozil's linked with so-and-so. This player's linked with so-and-so. But you never hear like Ericsson linked with Madrid or Barca because he'll definitely walk into the, one those teams. I reckon... Any top team in the world, Ericsson walk in. He's a great player. Mm. How about signings of the season? Um, this was quite easy for me, really. I didn't go for him for player of the season, but I think Kante has been the signing of the season for me. Um, obviously, scooped a lot of awards this year, but it, he he's just and there's been... another one to add to his mantelpiece. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I read a stat the other day that said he's completed. Um, is in the high 300s uh, tackles in the last three seasons, which is something like 150 more than anyone else in Europe. You know, it, it's, it's... Were you about to correct me there? Or? No, what I was about to say, when you say in the last three seasons, mm. is that include... Because I saw one a while back that said... He's, I can't remember whether it's interceptions or tackles more than any other player over the past three years. In the oh, and he's only been playing and for two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, is the, that is the stat, yeah. Um, Which is he, crazy. Yeah, it is. He he just, um, I think maybe in that Leicester side, you kind of look to them as quite industrial, industrious, sorry, they're quite, um, you know, it, there wasn't a lot of particularly flashy play, from, especially from that midfield. So I think maybe... Even last year, he got all the credit that he quite rightly deserved for his performances. But even then, I think he maybe didn't shine as much as um, perhaps he could have done in that Leicester side, just because the performances of everyone were so good. But in this side, he I've just been amazed by some of the games we've watched this year, of his energy, his constant energy. Um, and it, we've actually seen him, because last year everyone was just talking about how he's great at intercepting the yeah, ball. Defensively, and just yeah, defensively, yeah. Giving it to drink water he'll spray out tomorrow yeah. but this year we've actually seen him becoming a bit of a creator and a goal scorer mm. which is you know he's he's added to his game so it's like okay he's great at defending what else has he got he can score or mm. you know he can dribble pretty decently and his passing is not too bad as well yeah I mean the other two players I was thinking of if you'll indulge me slightly uh, was Leroy Sane and, and Gabriel Jesus as well. well I've, I've gone for Jesus and yeah. I was saying that even though he's missed a fair chunk of the season Well when he only came in in January Well yeah and they they also mm -hmm. said that he was not going to play again this season he came back mm. but he's just one of those players that just he's always on the move he's always energetic and he he get he's one of those players that does get you out you see a bit like kind of like Deli Ali. Mm. he'll do something out of nothing he'll make darting runs even if the ball didn't come to him, he'll make a run. Mm. And I just find him amazing to watch. And his work rate's and, phenomenal. And it'd be great to see him get a full season next season. Yeah. If this is how, we, how good he is now. And I think the, just, you know, I mentioned Sane as well. I think to come into the Premier League, he missed quite a lot at the start of the season. 
you know, you're 19 years old, you're coming into a different country, you're going to have time to settle. Um, some of the some of his play, you know, you talk about players that get, you know, people out of seats, Dan. I mean, Sane oh, is so exciting, really exciting to watch. And again, I can't wait for him to have a full pre-season and, you know, settle even mm. more. I mean, his pace mm. is ridiculous. Did you see the, the goal against yes. Watford at the weekend? Yeah. Where he cut it back for, I think it was Aguero coming in. Yeah. Yanmat came gassed. off injured for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually, he broke Yanmat <laughs> just by running past him. He is so exciting. Um, but yeah, I think Kante for me. Jax? Um, I, I've gone for, yeah, Kante's in there as well. I've actually put Sane as well. You know, he's just... Unanimous. He, yeah, I've I've actually enjoyed watching him since since you spoke about him a few a couple of months ago. I've uh, seen a lot more of him myself. And mm. It's just like he he has got a lot about him. Um, at first, he was just one of those players where I thought, oh, City has spent quite a bit on him. Will he, you know, will he live up to mm. it? Uh, and he has done so far. Um, and my other signing of the season, I've I've put down Alonso. Uh, I think. He's just, you know, Victor Moses is kind of, he's worked his way into that position and he's made it yeah. his own. And then if he hadn't been there, I reckon Azpilicueta would have made that his own. But for the left-hand side, Chelsea didn't don't have anyone other than Alonso. He, he's mm. made this system work. Mm. Mm. And and then he just, like, you know, he's set-piece deliveries, he's free kicks. The one against Bournemouth was just on the point. Yeah. Um, and he's a player that I remember a few years back when he was at Bolton, he was just, he was quite unspectacular, and I when he came, I thought, oh, you know, they forked out what twenty million him. Yeah, twenty four, wasn't it? Here we go. It's just yeah. going to be another disastrous signing. But he's he's actually played really well, and you know he's been one of Chelsea's unsung heroes because yeah, without him there, like who else would you have played in left wing back that does the same job equally well with the amount of energy he has? So yeah, I, I put him up there. I think Chelsea have done really good bit of business there so coming up we'll be looking at underrated players our winges of the season what we're looking forward to next year but first let's look at flops 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 who's flopped we've got to rush through these quickly because we spent a lot of time yapping Claudio Bravo (laughs) nice Oh, it's been terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I think some of the criticism of Guardiola for that signing I think has been a bit harsh because ultimately you're signing the guy who is the Chile goalkeeper who just won um, the, uh, the South America yeah, like uh, twice? Yeah, tw- you know, and and is the Barcelona goalkeeper? Yeah. You know, you're not you're not signing some non-league guy. You're not jettisoning Joe Hart and signing Wayne Shaw. Wayne Shaw, yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. You're not you're not doing that. So I thought the criticism of Guardiola was a little bit harsh, but he ultimately has to take responsibility for that. But Bravo, I just but he has given Pep one of the best go- goalkeeping performances he's ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got to say, his delivery is incredible. It really is. I to watch a goalkeeper. But I get that that's what Pep want. How yeah. to play football, but that's not what he should be judged on. He should be judged on saving goals. saving goals, and he's awful at it. He is. He's got big like plasticine hands. Um, and actually, there has been Willy Caballero who's come in since. His distribution was never particularly good, but it's something he's clearly worked really hard on this year and he's deserved his place in the side he took over from Bravo in January time and he's deserved to keep that place um, but he has clearly worked on it he's not as good with his feet but he's getting better um, but he has been so much better City's improvement in defensively 
um, I think has been largely down to him over the last sort of three or four months and the return of company, which obviously makes a, a huge difference. But Bravo just has just been terrible. Absolutely uh, terrible. I've gone for another goalkeeper and you can probably guess who. I think it's going to be Fraser Forster. It is Fraser Forster. <laughs> he came back from the, obviously a horrific injury last season. The Southampton Medical Department said they didn't really know how to treat it because they've never seen one before. I can't remember the, what it was called. And he came back and he looked amazing. I remember that game against Arsenal where he was literally a brick wall. Mm. This season he's just been woeful. And I can probably count on one hand the amount of good saves he's made. The penalty against James Milner springs to mind and he's made a couple towards the end of the season. But he's just been awful this mm. season. And last season we were talking about him pushing Joe Hart to be England's number one. And I don't know where that phrase of Forster has been this season. I think he's probably dropped down to fourth or fifth on that list now, hasn't he? He's probably behind mm. Jack Butland, Pickford. Heaton, Pickford. I think he's probably fifth on that list now. Which is a shame. Mm. Yeah. Jacks. Um, I'm going to pick one because I've got three. I'm just going to say Sissoko. Oh, he's yeah. just been the worst <laughs> expensive signing in history. I, I don't know. Like I don't know what Spurs were thinking when you know Newcastle were like, but, yeah, you can have him for 30 million. No one in their right mind would be like, yeah, go on. We we praised Pochettino, but what was he thinking yeah, in that I mean, signing? That well, actually, some of Pochettino's signings, bigger signings, have been pretty terrible. Yeah. Actually, he's the one criticism you can level at him. I mean, I, I also had Jansen in that list. I mean, it's, I, thinking about it, it's been a bit unfair on him. Cause I, feel he has to adjust, I feel more sorry for Jansen because he didn't cost thirty million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also that you don't really quite know what to expect from Jansen coming from a different league. Mm. You know that Sissoko is <laughs> not going to turn up for most of the yeah. season. I mean, that you know that. Um, it, but he he is amazing because he is still getting linked to big money moves to Spain at the moment. <laughs> It's incredible. For a guy that does so little, it's amazing how many clubs he's linked with. He's, he's, got an, he's an engine in terms of he just runs up and down. Yeah. He doesn't really do anything else. And it's like 30 million. I wonder how much he's done as well. Like You can't justify 30 million on him. I, I don't know how they... So yeah, he's my flop of the season. Yeah. In a similar vein, biggest disappointment this season? Um, I've gone for a club and a player. Um... I could go for two clubs, actually, but I'll save that one for my moan. Um, Paul Pogba mm. and Stoke City. Stoke? Oh. I mean, Stoke are... They do exactly the same thing every year. They set out with the best of intentions, they make a couple of decent signings, and then they finish mid-table and are not exciting. Um, I think they just their form after Christmas has been shocking. Um, I don't think they're particularly entertaining... I think they're a real disappointment. And Pogba, I'm not getting on his back because I think there's been a lot of stuff written about him and what a disappointment he's been or what a flop he's been, um, which I think is a little bit harsh because I do think you need to give him a bit more time to settle. And if you speak to Toby, Toby told me yesterday he was statistically Manchester United best player this season. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I just give him yeah. Toby his right of reply because you know he's screaming at him when he listens Well, he, to he was in the Who Scored Team of the Year, I think. Um, but... Kolarov and Otamendi were as well, so you know you can read what you want into statistics. Um, but he, I think, just in terms of, I thought at some point, you know, we, we, he needs some to, to adapt. But at some point, I thought he'd we'd see him take over a big game. I, you know, at, at some point, we, he'd dominate mm. a game against Chelsea, a game against Liverpool, whatever. And he hasn't done that, and he's actually been a passenger in quite a few different games. And I understand statistically he's getting better. I do understand that. But I've just been disappointed that 
you know, objectively, I obviously, you know, I obviously don't want Man United to do well. I'm quite in, in <laughs> inside. I'm quite glad that Pogba's done, you know, quite badly. But objectively, when I'm looking at it from a football point of view, I was quite excited to see Pogba in the Premier League, and I've I've just been a bit disappointed with that, really. Jax, um, I've gone for my two disappointments have to be uh, West Ham's home form and Leicester's form for the first half of the season. Um, I, 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 know, I know, like moving into a new stadium, well, I don't know because I'm not playing myself. <laughs> but we've seen move, moving away from what you're used to into a new stadium. It has it has its effects, um, but with West Ham, it's just been really bad. Like they've they've struggled massively to recreate Upton Park to recreate that feeling um, I don't know is the pitch a lot bigger they're just further away from the fans but yeah I think that's just been really disappointing uh, and also throw in Payet at the start of the season he's just he's yeah. behaving his attitude yeah, just didn't help um, and then Leicester I'm just yeah I'm quite disappointed with just the way the players responded to Ranieri at the start I mean, when we spoke about it, about the sacking, you know, one of the ideas, the suggestions that came out was the fact that maybe Ranieri got a bit too big, big for his boots, and the players weren't having none of that. But yeah, I, I just don't think they responded to him in the way that you expect a professional player on X amount of money should be doing. Mm. Um, and obviously, they've responded well to Craig Shakespeare, and you know, they've the second half they kind of redeemed their season but yeah the first half considering what they did last year was so fantastic it's just the way it tailed off horribly so yeah for them for that they're my two disappointments this year I've I've kind of gone for a bit of all of you uh, Leicester Stoke West Ham just the lack of competition and mm. lack of quality in that best of the rest kind of yeah. part of the table you look at the table between 8th and 17th guess how many points separate them 20 um, between 8th and 17th 6 6 oh. six, six points between yeah. Southampton and 8th and Watford and, and what about Southampton and Everton then yeah that's uh, 20 that, isn't it that's getting on for 20 yeah I, I, it shows the golfing class um, this year you look at it as well I think what epitomised it is I know we praised Tony Pudis but West Brom uh, they're in the top half they've not won a, uh, an away game all season I think that just says it all that, that you can have such awful records but you're still in the top half and that's really yeah. frustrating me because this season has just been... I, I don't really feel like there's been real... But apart from Spurs and Chelsea, there's not been a lot of competition anywhere. Sunderland were yeah. doomed pretty much straight away. And I just... I'd, I don't think it's been as much of an entertaining season in in terms of how it's unfolded. I just... I've been a bit bored at times. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel this, it's all a bit bog standard this season a bit. It's the best league in the world, but it's not not really the best league in the world. Nah, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, really. I, I, you know, you're right, the competition. Um, yeah, it's it's just... It's been an odd season. And, um, and as a Southampton fan, that gap between Southampton and Everton now, that can't get any bigger because otherwise, what do teams like Southampton have to fight for if, you know, Everton are... Tw- uh, around 20 points ahead yeah I mean it's a bit of a false position really isn't it um, for Southampton this year well, because, no. because, what I mean by false is that actually in another season they could have quite conceivably finished 14th with that amount of points yes. um, could have finished lower than that with that amount of points I think it, 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 that's the 
the thing for Southampton is oh eighth place finished. But actually, you look at the story of the season, and that's not a particularly. But, but good the place league now. doesn't lie, and they. Oh no, no 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 not at all. That's not what I'm suggesting. I just yeah, mean no, it, yeah. you know in other seasons it could have been a lot worse for them. Um, but yeah. How about moment of the season? Um, I think it occurred on the final day, um, and it's an embarrassing moment. And I think probably one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen on a football field, and that was John Terry organising <laughs> yeah. his own his own guard of honour, which is just excruciating. I mean, perfectly in fitting for an absolute scumbag like him. But <laughs> Egotistical. Yeah, and in so all fairness, embarrassing. The, the the betting companies have been asked by the FA. Yeah, for their yeah. involvement. So I'm guessing Joey Barton's probably got a, <laughs> got a grand on somewhere, but it was all it's humiliating. I mean, but but it's but it's not humiliating. That that's that. That's, it is. No, but it's but it's not. It is. But he will be sitting there thinking, I tell you what, that was the best guard of honour there's ever been. Yeah. Oh. You know he will because he's just that type of bloke. It is really embarrassing for it's us embarrassing. watching. And would we ever do that? Well, no, of course not because we're reasonable-minded people. Oh, but, I was going to ask you to cut me out of uh, the radio booth at the end of this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Well yeah. Well <laughs> but he he will be sitting there at home think not. The, the thought that it might be embarrassing will not have gone through his mind. I mean, like, they debated the match, they? And they said, maybe in the final minute, if he'd come off, but maybe that, that's all right. But who, just at the end of the game. Yeah. Like, who I mean, else? Did, have, they, have they done something similar to someone else? They bought someone off and they all performed a guard of honour or something. I swear there oh, was someone possibly. else. I do remember something like that. Something I do else remember something equally like that. is cringeworthy. It, it just, I think what you've seen... and. Look, I think I think that there's an awful lot of stuff that you can have a go at City for. I do, but <laughs> the way that they handled Zabaleta leaving the club was perfect, absolutely perfect. I thought the way that they did things was was brilliant. You know, he came, he was a substitute. He came on, massive ovation. There was no, the game didn't stop like mm. that. There was a huge round of applause and everything. But they had everything after the game. I think they handled it really well. To bring, I don't care what. I don't care what game it is. I don't care that Chelsea have won the title and Sunderland have already been relegated. You cannot... You, you have to have integrity in, in these games. You have to. And that was just ridiculous, the way that that was organised. I mean, um, the shocking fact is Sunderland agrees to that Danny, as well. We've got time, don't worry. <laughs> just, we've got four more categories and we're getting on for an hour. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> to listen special, to it. It's special, isn't it? Yeah, it's a spe- end of season special, Dan. Well, you know, Sunderland agree to it, like, that that says a lot for them to be yeah. like, yeah, sure, why not? We're going down anyway. We don't, <laughs> well, it was, we it was don't David mind. Moyes yeah. that agreed to it, oh. wasn't it? And he's just like, I don't, I'm off anyway. <laughs> yeah. like, like, who cares? What's another minute without exactly. playing some football? Yeah. Can I just have a slightly more positive one? Yeah. Very quickly, I promise, Dan, because I know you're conscious of the time. <laughs> um, it was actually the um, non-league teams in the FA Cup this year. Yeah. Um, Lincoln and Sutton, I thought, were just brilliant to watch. Pastygate. Pastygate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not so positive. But I think just them... Them getting to the latter stages, Lincoln going to Arsenal, mm-hmm. uh, Arsenal being at Sutton, the, the whole thing was brilliant. The whole storyline around those clubs was brilliant, and um, yeah, that was my, you know, sort of moment of the season is seeing those clubs get so far in the FA Cup. I thought it was brilliant, and it helps the competition so much going into next year. Me, uh, I don't actually have one. I, I've just enjoyed Ugh. it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, my moment of the season has to be. Um, I've run to the uh, to the playoffs semi final, you know, disastrous decision there. Shouldn't be in the penalty, never. Uh, but also the, the fact that we Ryan Sessegnon's come, you know, from pretty much 
nowhere. Well, I, I remember you telling me about him last season, and I'm just glad this season more people, mm. because of the FA Cup and because of the playoffs, more people have been Yeah, exactly. Soon. I mean, he, he made the team of the year, and he's he's only six. Well, he's 17 mm. now. That's quite an achievement for someone so young. What I did mean, you do when you were 17, Wes? I don't think. Uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't want to carry on. Carry on, Jack. Um I think that as well, in fact, that quite a few teams... I was was unemployed, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Um, It's quite nice to see quite a few teams have given the opportunities to young English players. Because, you know, it's it's an ongoing debate, like, not enough young, homegrown players playing in the Premier League, yes. But lower down the leagues, you see a lot of teams who are just like, well, you know, we haven't got the finance, you know, to fund a player worth X amount, he's not there yet, but let's just throw him in anyway and give him the experience he needs. So that's why it's quite encouraging. Uh, and the future of football's looking quite bright there, mm. especially at Craven Cottage. So. <laughs> <laughs> For like one more season. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone for like a kind of a personal moment of the season. Okay. I wonder what that could be. What do you reckon? Mm. Day out. Yeah, probably your little day out, I think, yeah. Little day out, that was good, and also beaten into Milan. Yeah, Obviously that would have been an amazing. Night. Yeah, that would have been an amazing night. A great night. Yeah, that that was like the moment you realise that how far Southampton have come to mm. play into Milan mm-hmm. to beat them to come from behind, cracking atmosphere. Virgil Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Shame the rest of the season wasn't so good, eh? It's it's been alright. Yeah. But yeah. we'll come on to that in my whinge of the season. Underrated <laughs> <laughs> um, player? Um, I've gone for um, any of Chelsea's players not named Costa, Hazard, <laughs> Louise John and Kante. Terry. Yeah, yeah, John Terry. Um, I think it's, you know, some of their parts and whatever. It, I think Jack's highlighted um, Alonso earlier and I think he, you know, you're absolutely right. He's had a good, um, good season. Um, there have been several players that have got the highlights you know, got the headline, sorry, Costa Hazard and Kante generally have been the players that everybody's highlighted. Um, but you look at Matic has been way better this year. He's been the silent partner in that midfield. Um, he's controlled a lot of stuff. Aspilicueta every year is just solid. You spoke about Moses. I think those players are the ones that have, and actually Pedro's had a really good year as well. Those players are the ones that have won the league for them. Um, you know, I, I, I know Costa and Hazard have, scored the goals but it's it's that team um, that's done it for Chelsea this year and I think there's been a few players that have barely been spoken about um, but have performed brilliantly this year so yeah, yeah that, I've gone for anyone not named Hazard Can- Kante or Costa Jack? Um, I, I've just gone for Alonso Moses uh, and I've also put in Milner just for the for the fact that he's quite a boring individual <laughs> But he's actually, he... <laughs> he's actually. If you speak to people that play with him, he's actually enormously entertaining. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's the boring it's James Milner Twitter, Twitter yeah. feed that, that does it. But yeah, apparently he's a really like cracking teammate to have around yeah. the dressing room. Yeah. Well, you see from the way he like he performs, he's just he's he's like he's the professional that I I reckon a lot of people should, especially young players, should aspire to be. He gets on with his job, you know. He's asked to play. Well, at first he was told to fill in, and then he's made left back his own, mm. well, his his new position. Um, but yeah, he's always trying a hundred percent, and I think those are the sort of players that 
you, when you watch him, you think, you know, oh, he's not the flashiest. He's not. He doesn't come out with Rabonas or step overs every game. Well, hardly. But he just gets on with it and enjoys his football. You know, and that's the sort of players where you, when you're watching, you're like, you know, I, I could do that if I work as hard as he. Can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But it's it's nice to see that he's just it's quite humble, just an ordinary guy playing football, and it's it's quite nice to see. He is the ultimate. Um, you love it. You don't understand him until he's played for your club type player. You know he he gets so much stick for being one dimensional and everything like that. But I can tell you that for I mean he was at City for five years and for quite a lot of the time he was as important as any of the stars mm. you could mention. He he, you know Liverpool have found that as well. I think there was a little bit of shock when they signed him, but he's so important and you only I think you only fully appreciate that when he's actually playing for your team. I think he gets quite a lot of stick, unfairly, but yeah, yeah. What about I, you, Dan? I've gone for Cedric. You're right back. Yeah, hasn't he been linked with some big money moves as well? That's really gone under the radar for he, me. On last season, he was a bit shaky, obviously replacing Klein. This season, he's been absolutely phenomenal, and I think you know Oriol Romeo has been our player of the season, but I think Cedric has quietly gone under the radar. I've been absolutely fantastic, bombs forward, and just. The thing is, when he goes forward and then there's a counter-attack and he has to get back, he is racing like I've never seen anyone race before. Mm. He He's come on leaps and bounds this year. And I think probably, obviously, winning Euros last year helped him as well. But um, I hope he don't go because he's, he's cracking. Well, yeah. Barca need a new right-back, so you never they know. They do need a new right-back. I've got one other. <laughs> Sorry. And it seems amazing that I'm even calling him underrated, but... This is the fifth time in six seasons. David Silva. No, this is the fifth time in six. The close though, fifth time in six seasons that Aguero scored more than thirty goals in a season, and yet he somehow still seems undervalued by people. Sorry, are we doing the whinge one? Uh, I can if you want. <laughs> no, it's just, it sounded like you were whinging. No, no, I, I, I just find it amazing that you know he's never made the team of the year. Okay, we are going on to whinge. Um, I want, I want a different one though. I want to talk about Mourinho. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just think he's a, he somehow is still undervalued. Um, you know, perhaps even by you know people close to um, the club. I don't know, but I just thought that was that was incredible. Fifth, fifth time in six seasons he scored more than thirty goals. It's quite an incredible record. And the fact that he might be leaving, like, in, I'm not sure I mean, he will now. On. I'm not well, sure he will uh, now. Of course not. But the fact that people even suggesting that yeah like he'll leave, it's like he's he's really why would you transformed leave? himself yeah. as well in the last couple of months. He really seems to have understood. The message that Guardiola is, is, has put on him, and um, he's been providing goals over the last couple of months. Um, at will, he's been superb at ending the season. So, what is your whinge? My whinge, um, I could have. Oh, I was going to whinge about Mourinho because I really, really cannot stand the bloke. Um, but it's more that um, Liverpool have received a bit of a pass this year, and that's my moan. Everyone else around them has had other things going on. You know, you've got... Ultimately, Liverpool have achieved their goal. They wanted to get in the Champions League. Ultimately, they've achieved that. But over the course of the season, Spurs have had a lot more games to play. City have had a lot more games to play. United have played a huge amount of games this year, as have Arsenal. Liverpool got knocked out early in the League Cup, early in the um, FA Cup. I think it was the third round for both of those competitions. They played 40 games this year. That's 25 less than Man United. And they scraped into the top four. For all the talk about, and quite rightly so, all the talk about the great play they have at times, and that, and that is right because at times Liverpool are great to watch, but to scrape into the Champions League, um, 
I thought actually that's a bit of an underrated bad season. I know that sounds crazy because they've got they've achieved their goal. But we talk about the crisis that's been going on at Arsenal this year. Well, Arsenal could have pipped them on the last day to fourth spot. And actually, had it not been for a poor, de- poor decision, decision yeah, on the penalty, the penalty, they could have done. They legitimately could have done. And so I think they've had no stick whatsoever. Everything has been focused on you know, United, City and Arsenal and the supposed disappointment that they've been this year. Well, Liverpool have been given a, a bit of a pass actually by the media and I don't quite understand that because if, as I said, they've achieved their goal, but I think that's a really disappointing end for them. Um, I, don't know what you, I don't know what you guys think about that. Um, I, I didn't realise there was such a contrast in the amount of games played. And yeah, I mean, it, well, I think it's 40 games they've played this year because it'd be th- obviously the 38, one FA Cup game, and I think maybe you can say two League Cup games, but I think it was only one as well. So 40 games. And you, I think tomorrow will be, or tonight, isn't it, Europa League final, yeah. will be United's 65th game this season or 64th game this season. So it's quite a contrast in, in the amount of games um, that people have had to play. Uh, and what it does do, I think, is is actually show that I'm not sure about Liverpool next season. They're going to have to spend a huge amount of money to get that squad that's going to get a squad because their fans will, will want them to compete in yeah. Europe. Klopp will want to do the same. He's obviously shown that he doesn't care about domestic cup competitions in this country, but he does care about the European ones. It's going to be interesting for them next year. And I think that's kind of gone under the radar a little bit that actually I think is a pretty poor season yeah. for them. Especially like considering... As you say, it's something I never thought about. But considering how during that what December to February they had a really bad run because Mane yeah. was away in the African Cup destination. Yeah. When he came back, he got injured again mm. out for the season. And then if Coutinho's not firing, then really you know they're so reliant on those two players being on purple patches that when they're not, it's like you know who else yeah. comes up? To, he doesn't st- trust Sturridge anymore. Origi's you know, isn't doing what people expect of him yet. And Firmino, he's he's good. He's he's a good striker, but he's not going to be a twenty goal season, twenty five goal season striker. He's more like a you know number ten mm. for me. So I guess that's true. Like you know, it'd be interesting seeing how they 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 fare. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting next year. I just think yeah, that's my my one whinge is the pass that they've been been given for large parts of this year. Go on, Jacks, have a whinge. My whinge has to be um, the players' forms of, uh, especially less in the first half, uh, and, and also Watford. I mean, yeah. you know, that's another manager that we've got. Literally, gone. Matt yeah. Yeah, yeah, and this is what apparently they'll be into their ninth manager in like five years or something. Um, I, I I was watching the interview with Hilario Gomez after the, mm. the last game of the season, uh, and one of the questions they put to him was, "Do you think?" Uh, a manager in the Premier League should be speaking English and he said yes which I understand is fair enough um, but then he also said oh, I don't think us as players we've done too well this year and that's coming from a professional like that you know admitting that is, it's nice to hear but really looking at some of their performances have just been so bad mm. I think I was listening to the um, I think it was a City game I was listening to or a game before that uh, and the commentator was just like, "Is John Watson saying this? This Watford team are just disastrous. They're just walking. This is absolutely terrible. Well, they, they they finished what four points above safety? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just like four from bottom. They were in the end. Yeah, they yes, mm. and they sunk like a stone after mm. Christmas. And then like Leicester at the start of the season, they just 
you know, you, you've just done something glorious, you know, that'll probably never be repeated unless you play FIFA. You're in the Champions League and you're doing pretty decent there. But it's just some of the form of their top players, you know, the Vardys, the Mares, just they, they weren't firing at all. Uh, it was only really Schmeichel that was he could actually, you know, hold his help, hold mm. his uh, head high. Apart from that, the rest of the players, your professionals, fans are paying to see you, and I don't really think they're giving a good account for themselves. So that that's my only whinge. Like, just some performances of the players this year has just been it's been quite abysmal for what we expect of them. I mean, we're not professionals ourselves, so we don't understand how much they go through. But what you expect from a player. I don't think some of the players have hit the bare minimum. Mm. So, yeah, that's my whinge. My whinge is Southampton fans booing when the final whistle was blown against Stoke on the last day of the season. What are we, 12? <laughs> for the fifth consecutive... Uh, for the fifth consec- uh, fourth consecutive Premier League season, we finished in top half. Yeah, you seem to just have the like ultimate fickle fans, don't you? <laughs> honestly, we've been spoiled recently. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a grip. Southampton fans don't boo when you finish eighth, you get in the Europa League <laughs> and you go to a cup final and should win if it wasn't for a world-class striker. <laughs> That's it. It's He's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. I feel sorry for Claude Puel. Yeah. He must feel so unwanted, so... Oh, but like Southampton fans never tend to build a wall between them and the management, and they just have. Can I just say one thing about feeling unwanted? Sorry, Dan, slightly off topic, because <laughs> uh, you seem to be your know, heads hanging as well at the moment. Um, on when you know you mentioned the City Watford game, Jacks. At one point, um, Matsari was complaining about a decision. And the referee came over and spoke to um, Matt Sari about it. And all the Watford fans were there just chowning off, yeah. off, off. It was, I mean, you talk about being unwanted. It was so, it was off. I mean, hilarious to watch. But at the same time, I just well, thought, I, oh man, that's so Can bad. you imagine what was going through Claude Perel's head when he, he made a, a questionable substitution, but the fans just chanting, you don't know what you're doing. Like, come on. Yeah, I think he, I think it has been a bit unfair on him, but I've not, watched Southampton I think the worrying thing for them you, you know, mentioned it earlier you, know, you don't want to watch this this season no <laughs> but I think that's the problem isn't it and you've been a bit unlucky with certain injuries but the fact is that I don't know whether it's so much the fact that you finished eighth but it's as we said that that gap to Everton has grown yep. this year and that's not going to be easy to close next year so I think that's the problem for Southampton it's the way that you have finished eighth rather than the fact that he finished it. So if I'm playing devil's advocate, I don't agree with the abuse that he's received, but I don't know, perhaps some of it is warranted. Well, let's move <laughs> on to our, what we're looking forward to next year, and I'm looking forward to more upheaval, more players leaving, a new manager. <laughs> yeah, Marco Silva. No. no. That'd, be, that'd be nice. You know, right, this is another thing that I don't get. Right, Southampton fans, have been com- some have been complaining about negative football. And some of them now have been, ah, oh, Big Sam's available. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, speechless. Yeah, like, what yeah, yeah. is this? What is this? Th- Marco Silva, he, he was you could so do awful, boring think- when he came to Southampton to play with Hull. What? Yeah, but hang on, yeah, but that, 
in other games, in other games, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In other games, he's actually his that whole side has been, actually played some really good football. If we move from Claude Puel to Marco Silva, I you're done. I don't know what I'll do. I I completely disagree. I don't agree that Puel should be sacked, but I do. Uh, but I do disagree with you that Marco Silva would be a bad appointment. I, I think he's done a cracking job at Hull this year. I really do. And I know they got relegated, but I think he'd be an excellent appointment for Southampton. There are, there are much better candidates. That, that I think we could do better than Marco Silva. Oh, Paul Mez. No, no, this isn't me. <laughs> I think we're You want a, a, a white English manager, don't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sam Allardyce, there you go. I just, re- <laughs> I just reek of Brexit, don't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um... So that's what you're looking forward to, more upheaval. Well, it's gonna be something you're looking forward to next year. Uh, I'm looking forward to that title race next year. Already, hmm. if there is one. In small writing at the bottom, I've written a more competitive title race. Yeah, I, th- I think it will be. I mean, I'm, I for one, I'm so excited. If if we can keep company fit, judging by what I've seen some from some of the attacking players it, from City this year, I'm so excited about that attack next year. Yeah. Company and Stones. I just thought of something else. I've oh. read Collette Giannaccio's agent has said that Southampton have declared interest. Yeah, I... I I'm West Ham, I've heard. Yeah, I'm really quite confused about this. Can, can I talk about that for a minute? Or I'm just imagining just our front line of Gabbiadini, Austin, Iannaccio, Redmond. Austin? The, the one criticism I have of Iannaccio is that he um, has, he has struggled to fit into the system this year. Uh, that's the one criticism I have, that he... You know, perhaps he's not going to fit in. I don't understand selling him. I really, really do not get that at all. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, but he he will be a cracking signing for whoever gets him. If if he does, I'd prefer to see him go out on loan. But he will be a cracking signing for someone next year. So yeah, title race for me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Well, you can have City are going to be there. United are going to be there. Yeah, Chelsea. I'm, I'm not sure. I can see a. Scenario where United finish sixth again next year. But who else is got well, Spurs, City, and I think Chelsea. Arsenal will put, spend money this summer. And I think what, the, with Wenger in charge again. Yeah, no, I, I do genuinely. I, I really do. And I think United are a, We're almost as deluded as him. No, okay, <laughs> fine. But what what I mean, they scored um, over twenty less goals, fewer goals than anybody else in the top six. United this year. I mean, that's shocking. That really is shocking. And he can blame it on injuries all he wants. So I'm having another moan here. He can blame it on injuries all he wants. But the fact is, they have been so bad to watch at times this year. And I, I just wonder how long they'll stick with him, which I guess seems a bit crazy because everyone seems to be pretty happy with him right now. I just wonder how long United fans will keep watching that terrible football. Right. One word or two. You haven't depend- even asked Jax what Jax, you're looking forward sorry. to. This is going to be full of making another late, <laughs> late run. We'll actually be in the Premier League in two seasons, so it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm actually looking forward to a couple of things. The transfer window, the summer transfer windows, that'll be interesting, especially with all the money coming in and all the middle clubs spending wild amounts. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the this, this top seven teams in Europe and the domestic form. Let's say all top five get the Champions League. You know, it'd be quite interesting mm. to see how they cope with that. Uh, and finally, Spurs' home form, because they were pretty appalling at Wembley, and they've only won once in like six games or seven matches. Yeah, there. that will be quite interesting. So that'll yeah. be quite interesting to see how they cope. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. And just more football, really. 
<laughs> and let's hope it's not as boring as this season. Is that, am I just being... I, I've, I don't know, I've been quite entertained. Am I just being pessimistic? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going like to ask a question as well, one word. Ah, oh, okay. One word or two words, depending on the team's length. Oh, I don't. I, I know <laughs> you're going to ask. Yeah, I don't. You don't have enough to ask. You know Jack. what I think. City. City. It's been another great year. <laughs> it's been another great year. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very. But Wes, when we speak to you again, you'll be married. Yes. Maybe. That's how. I mean, not maybe because well. of that, but I mean maybe because <laughs> of the date. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>